You're listening to the Haunt Girls Podcast. The show where we discuss all things Halloween Horror Nights, haunts, horror, and everything in between. I'm Allie. I'm Nikki. Whatever you do, don't fall asleep. Be afraid. Be very afraid. I am going to eat your soul. Welcome back to the Haunt Girls podcast. I'm Allie. I'm Nikki. And we are back with still no announcement. (laughs) I have the largest horror blue balls right now, y'all. This is ridiculous. See, you know, I know everyone's, we kind of have been hyping it up too. Every time we get a little (laughs) sprinkle of Chad on Twitter, we're like, today's the day. They know what they're doing. (laughs) They know how to string us along. They know how to keep us going. It's so funny because... When we got the see you in the fog tagline and announcement and everything like that, the day, okay, so three days before, we tweeted at Horror Nights Orlando and said something. And we were like, oh, like, when are we going to get an announcement? And they replied something. And then out of nowhere, the Universal Orlando account replied too. So the last time that we both got interactions with the two accounts, three days later, we got an announcement. And that same ordeal happened a couple days ago. And we were like, this is it. This is the week. This is the day. I'm like, we are the chosen ones. <laughs> Honestly, I'd be, okay, I'd be okay if they're using us to string people along. That's fine. Um, speaking of stringing people along, if you're not following our social medias and enjoying um, Chad and everyone over at the- All of our hype for at the me- For HHM Media, make sure you're following us. For Twitter, it's at Pod. For Instagram, it's at Podcast. Come be tortured with us. It's a great time. Yeah. Every week, every day we wake up and we're like, today's the day. <laughs> Good morning. Good morning. It's 9 p.m. There's nothing said yet. Yeah. So, but to be fair, so if we just take a little look back, um, 31 and 30. So we have to remember, I think we keep forgetting that we already got the Chucky announcement. Because if we wouldn't have gotten the Chucky announcement, then we'd be like real behind. But to have one IP announcement... And the event dates and all of that going into June, that's pretty typical. I mean, at least looking at last year, like last year we got Legends Collide in May. Um, in March we got our like ticket reveal date. So and then we didn't get our next announcement, which was Halloween until June 8th. So technically we're like kind of on schedule. It just feels like forever because we got Chucky on Halloween last year. I just think they can give us a little something like give us a food booth give us a little a little a anything little a little nibble yeah and then if you look at like 20 well 29 was different because some of the houses were coming back from the previous year that was um postponed because of covid right then, 30 like, you mean but then if you, yes yes thank you and then 29 i mean we got stranger things in march <laughs> Yeah, And we got the the event dates in February. But then again, if you look at 29, they spread out the original and the IP announcements. So yes, we got Stranger Things in in March, but then we also got Nightingales in April. Um, We got Monsters in April. We got Depths of Fear in May. And then we didn't get, we got Yeti in June, Ghostbusters in July, Killer Clowns also in July. And then we got Graveyard Games and Us in August. So it kind of seems like maybe we're just waiting on some of these IPs to get announced. I mean, they seem to come a little later other than Stranger Things. That yeah, came real I just, early. I don't know if it's just I'm impatient. I just don't like no, not knowing things. or, mm-hmm. But I feel like something must have happened to push back announcements to where we are now. Because, yeah, like whatever, we could be on track. But also, we're going into June. 
Like you're yeah. they're, they're not gonna have like that much time. If they're gonna spread out announcements, they're not gonna have right that much time. So, if you're gonna announce ten houses or whatever, you can do the the we'll originals together. Five. Yeah. So if you think about it, if we have a five IP, five original split, we have one IP, we have four left, and we have June, July, August. I think sprinkling out four IPs among three months, I think that's gonna I think we'll get one or two in June and then one or two in July and then one in August. And then in August, we'll get our originals. I think I think we'll get, you know, between June and July, I think we're going to get at least three of the other four. Yeah. And don't forget um, the multi-night tickets drop and probably food. Oh yeah, yeah. And- that usually comes when and like, well, yeah. There's quite a bit. We well, that's the yeah. other thing too is like, I'm really excited to see it because it's like, even though you know we're all sitting here waiting and we're all like really excited to find out what's coming, like we're gonna find out. Yeah, it's gonna happen, guys. It's just and, and once it's just it comes, waiting. it's gonna be like go 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 because the longer we wait, the more we have to cover in a shorter amount of time. All I'm gonna say is, folks, strap in for the next few months because things are gonna drop like. You're- Drop everything now. It's <laughs> yeah. so gonna feel like after eating Taco Bell, things yeah. just gonna come really fast. You know, <laughs> if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, exactly. So we'll just you know keep hanging in there. We'll see what happens. We've gotten some little, like we said, little hints and little I don't want to say tricks <laughs> on Twitter, but we got tricks that. Treat. Yeah, we got that little text message that was decoded. Um, mm-hmm. I don't really know if that points to anything. I think it kind of goes towards that like legend theme. Um, and then we also got that the Universal Orlando account posted a like a quick little video of the arch, the front arches, and mm-hmm. then it almost looks like it like glitches and it's like lightning, kind of like the other videos, like the glitching. Yeah. So it looks a little bit like the upside down was my first listen. Uh, I... That was my first reaction to. Well, that, you know what's but... funny? I said this before too. I'm in the process of rewatching all of Stranger Things, and maybe I jumped the gun. Maybe I'm a little too early because I'm already almost. I just started season three and um, in season three, when Billy first, and this makes me nervous. I hope this isn't the case when Billy first gets like possessed by like the mind flare. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, he comes out of the warehouse and he's like real confused. He's, he goes to call the police. He goes, drives his car, goes to the phone booth. Obviously all of a sudden the lights go off. He's in the upside down. So he comes out of the phone booth and he looks around and there's a mob of people walking towards him and it's so the first thing i noticed was and i don't think that's it but it looks exactly like the see you in the fog merch like the blue light of all the people walking and then when they walk up to him come to find out they look exactly like it's like normal people he's seen but like upside down version yeah i I don't think it's i don't think they would use that as their main photo thing but i was like wow this is almost exactly like what we saw so i don't think it's um it's probably I like Last of Us, to be honest. Yeah, I wouldn't read too much into um that mob scene in that fog. Yeah, in, in the fog merge. I feel like it's just like, how can we make this look spooky? If yeah. that makes sense. Yeah, but it was like you know. But then again, that was from season three, and I was like, I sure hope we ain't getting season three. I hope right. it's just season four. So, yeah, I'm highly doubtful that they'll go back and give us. Um, yeah season three well season three you know it's interesting and you know i don't want to do a whole stranger things tidbit but when i rewatched season two season two kind of sucked like i thinking back to how they did the house with season two and season three 
I really feel like there was hardly anything other than literally like the last episode that they could have used in a house. So maybe that house kind of wasn't that great, but I kind of think that season two didn't really have hardly anything to work with. So yeah. I think that's why they brought on the um, merged houses. Right. But looking forward, I think season four, of course, would be phenomenal to work with. So we'll see. Hopefully we get an announcement. I saw a little in that video glitch from Universal Orlando. I thought I saw a face and everyone was like, I don't see it. I was like, there. I was like, there's an eye and a nose and a mouth. It's right next to that dragon that Ali keeps talking yeah. about. Listen, <laughs> everybody made fun of me because seeing the dragon and lo and behold, we have a speculated dragon house and now I saw a face. So it kind of to me looks like the face that we saw in the um, podcaster getting abducted video. So yeah. we'll see. Um, but in terms of park news at Universal Orlando, we do have some new updates there. Um, the Jurassic Park Summer Tribute Store just opened. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it sure did. And it looks fantastic. Folks. I know. I can't it's... wait to get over there. I'm going today, actually, to go mm-hmm. see it. I'm really excited to go see it. And I purposely have tried to, like, avoid spoilers. I've, of course, seen everyone's pictures, and they look absolutely fantastic. But hoping to yeah. not spend too much money because I got to save up for my HHN merch. Exactly. Well, Allie, if you want to close your ears really quick, if you want to miss some spoilers, <laughs> um, we do have our first HHN tribute store Easter egg, I guess you can say, hidden yes. in this tribute store. If you look, um, there is a room that has um, these display cases that have like old Jurassic Park merchandise. I, yeah. On the bottom, there's some magazines um, from when it was first released. Mm-hmm. And in one of the magazines, there's a little tab poking out. That has the numbers 090123. And if that doesn't ring a bell to some of y'all, that's the date that we're all counting down towards. That is the opening night of HHN 32. So. And this has happened before. Um, we don't necessarily get like huge announcements or Easter eggs in the tribute store, but there has been times where we have seen little Easter eggs in the tribute store prior oh, yeah. to HHN. So this They're is known. Yeah. yeah. They're known for hiding um, what the next tribute store is going to be within the current tribute store. And they'll add things throughout the season, too. So, so keep an eye. There's yeah. this one room. And again, <laughs> not trying to drag out the dragon thing. Uh, there's also a room that there's like a desk and there's like a um, tack board above the desk. There's a pretty mm-hmm. big picture, cartoon picture of a red dragon. So, oh, my goodness. <laughs> just saying. Just saying. Um, But something I do want to talk about in terms of the tribute store is, and a lot of the feedback that I've heard is that they utilize the space like so well compared to the Mardi Gras tribute store. Mm -hmm. And I know um, when the Mardi Gras tribute store first came out, everybody loved it, of course, but we're kind of nervous like, oh, because it is rumored that the HHN tribute store is going to be in this location as well. And I know some people were nervous, but if it's anything from what I've heard, like the Jurassic Park tribute store, then I think I think they can pull it off. I think it'll be just fine. Yeah, I think um, they'll learn as they go. This is the second tribute store in that location. Mm-hmm. I feel like they're still figuring out some things with the space. Um, it does look a little smaller to, compared to the previous tribute store location. But again, like I feel like after two tribute stores in that one location, by the time it gets to HHN, they will have figured out how to utilize the space. Yeah. 
Yeah, exactly. Um, and then, you know, we also have to keep an eye, like this is the last one before HHN. So mm-hmm. at some point, you know, we're not ready to see Jurassic Park go just yet. It just opened, but we'll be keeping an eye on that as well because they're eventually going to have to flip it for HHN. Like- um, but, I, but I do feel like at least from what I've heard with this tribute store, I think it'll work just fine for HHN. I know we all love the old location. Um, the only thing that I'm, I wouldn't say I'm concerned about, but I'm a little concerned about is it leading out into that scare, scare zone. zone. Yeah, that's my main mm-hmm. concern right now. And I, the yeah. queue does build up on busy nights for the tribute store, especially this one that's smaller. I feel like I don't know how they're going to get that mm-hmm. queue set up. I know right now for the Jurassic Park queue, they kind of have a switchback going on on the sidewalk. Yeah. Um, and but- I mean, but then again, that's also the, I feel like. Yeah, Jurassic Park Tribute Store is bringing in quite a bit of people, but I feel like HHN Tribute Store, like last year, there were lines and lines like all the time. Yeah. Especially opening weekend. Right. Yeah. The, well, the Tribute Store be- has become a staple of HHN. A lot of people want to go see it and just, um, and there's some merch I believe you can only get in there. There's that treat stand that you can only get while in the Tribute Store. So yeah, it's one of my, be- I love to just walk through the, tr- sometimes when it's like really hot or the park is like really busy, especially during HHN, it's super nice to be able to just go and hang out and like, you know, walk through the Tribute Store, look at some things you might've missed. There's always so many details, but if it's going to be super busy in there as well, sometimes it doesn't really work out as well, but we'll see. I mean, we don't know. It's never been done for HHN. So we'll, you know, we'll give it a shot. I don't see why not. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm staying optimistic. I'm mm-hmm. I'm hoping they'll learn how to optimize that space again by the yeah. time it gets to HHN and learn the get the kinks out by then. So mm-hmm. there's plenty of time, and um, yeah, they usually learn their lesson pretty quickly mm-hmm. when it comes and to crowd control. Yeah, and it's funny. Speaking of Jurassic Park, um, I was so kind of funny because I know some people on Twitter were talking about like, oh, wouldn't it be funny if like they left it as Jurassic Park for HHN or like we had some kind of Jurassic Park or like Dino House, but we did actually have a Dino House mm-hmm. over at um Islands of Adventure, and I was actually watching the Art of the Scare again just for fun yesterday, and that was like one of the main houses that they covered. Yeah. Yeah, we did have one when or when the event was at IOA. Um, mm-hmm. Alex did try pulling that shit with me last night, too, because we were watching videos <laughs> from inside the show. He goes, why don't they just yeah. keep Jurassic Park? I'm like, because HHN needs this time to shine, sit down. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. And um, think about it. If we do get Stranger Things and stuff like that, in the past, when they had those big IPs, they tied those into the tribute store. So, yeah, we're not going to get a Jurassic Park tribute store for Halloween Horror Nights. But, sorry, you know. We've seen it. It's not completely out there, but I don't think we'll, it's going to come back. We'll enjoy it while it's here, but we know what's coming. Project Evolution mm-hmm. <laughs> tribute store. But in terms of other Universal Orlando news, um, Illumination Avenue, they have Blech. that new, new sign. Listen, okay, it's funny because we're both kind of on different sides about this. My niece loves Minions. Loves, loves, loves. And I feel like Compared to what was Minions there before versus what they have now, it feels much more cohesive, and I love it. But for HHN... I'm just a bitter old person that (laughs) misses um, Monsters Cafe, whatever. The food might not have been great, but just the ambiance was fantastic. That was a great place to hang out during HHN. And then also, yeah, I just just don't want to be looking at Minions during HHN. And there's a big-ass sign that says Minion Land right at the entrance (laughs) where the Pumpkin Lord, like near where the Pumpkin Lord sat this past year. Yeah, I think it's exactly there, actually. I just don't, I don't want to be looking at that while coming into the... (laughs) 
So I think it's safe to say with the sign there, we likely won't be getting like a platformed person there like we did with the Pumpkin Lord. Um, so if they are going to have Oddfellow as an icon or something like that, because um, we kind of thought when we got that podcaster video, we still haven't seen the Hollywood video yet, mind mm-hmm. you, the one that we've talked about. Um, I don't know where they're going to put them. It's, I mean, not. I, I thought it would be kind of cool to do like a kind of circus or some kind of scare zone towards the front and maybe have him on a platform like he's welcoming you in or something like that. But He can be um, climbing the minion sign. <laughs> just swinging around the top. Step just right swinging. up. Hi, folks. But, I mean, the minion land sign, at least the good news is it's kind of off to the side. So we could still get our trust, our Halloween Horror Nights trust and all of that, the one that we've seen for the past two years. And then, so they could still do that. Um... And it's more off to the side, so I'm kind of hopeful that it'll be okay. I don't, you know, I don't think they can stop progressing the park with HHN in mind. But still, I think, I don't know, maybe they'll just, like, bag it or something. Bag the fish. Bag the <laughs> fish. I, yeah. Um, yeah, we'll see. I mean, you never know. We don't know. We don't know what's going there. We don't know how they're going to do it. Uh, but we will see. I mean, it's a cute sign, but... It's not spooky. Adorable. But also the minion ride, (laughs) the one that you walk in on the left um, where you see the house and the minions up there, that's been up for HHN. So that's not really going to be a ride. Um, I don't want to get too much into it. No, the one that's already there. Oh, on the left. Yeah. Yeah, the Um, left. Well, just because I mentioned it, um, it's been released that the ride on the right that's taking over where Shrek was. Villain Con. Yeah, Villain Con. It's a moving walkway that's interactive. Is it? Yeah, and to put into, like, simple terms, it's, like, yeah, you're on a moving walkway, essentially, and then, like, you have, like, a gun, I'm guessing. Like a blaster, yeah. A blaster, yeah. Um, And you're blasting things. Oh. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Well, like I said, there's, a, there's quite a bit that we're going to see fall into place in the next three months. Yeah. Especially August. August is going to be like things are going up. Scare zones are getting set up. That's when we're going to start seeing scare zones. I feel like are always speculated on towards the end because they're so up in the air. Well, and um, scare zones, um, the thing with scare zones, you are able to see them while they're being constructed because they're just out in the open. They usually are rolled out. Um, yeah. Because there's some pieces that just can't be moved back and forth. Right. Um, But yeah, you, you, even seeing it, you're still, you still cannot be so sure. I remember last year, the graveyard deadly unrest um zone people thought it was going to be vampires in a graveyard which it ended up it wasn't a graveyard yeah vampire so again you're right even though we're able to see it we're still not probably going to know exactly what it's going to be which is fun i forgot about that we Mm -hmm. thought that was going to be vampires for the longest time. i was excited for vampires i love me some vamps but honestly i was i was happy with the outcome of it being graveyard and i think it was rumored i guess you could kind of say i thought it was rumored too that conjure the dark was going to be witches Mm mm-hmm and it was more like uh, conjuring spirits more so than like witches. So right. exactly. That's what we, you know, scare zones. We really, you'll know it opening night. You'll really get the gist of it. Exactly. But over on the other coast out in California, um, lots of construction going on. Really nothing that stands out to us. So we're kind of not going to, you know, go say, oh, this was painted a different color. Because really, you still can't tell what any of these things are. Mm-mm. Um, I think the one that we talked about prior that at the Parisian courtyard that Nikki said looked like a gingerbread house, that one still looks like a gingerbread house. Um, it, they added some color, but that's about it. I mean, that's all we know. 
And we don't even really know that it's a gingerbread house. It doesn't really. It it's could a be gingerbread something house. <laughs> I think it looks kind of like a church, um, but we don't know. But speaking of like kind of old churches, um, John Murdy tweeted something. I don't think this relates to an old church, but it could. I was going to say, I don't know where you're going with that one. Um, but yeah, he tweeted something that was very interesting this past week on the 24th. He tweeted, I just had my wife do a temp read for some narration I wrote for our house at HHN. And not because she's going to voice the part. Um, it's because she speaks the language and knows the pronunciation. We, I think we know that his wife is irish because they do yeah he talks all the time he's going to ireland to see his wife's family so that's something we definitely know but really quick before we do a jump into that when he said that so he said she's not going to voice the part Mm -hmm. but she knows the pronunciation Mm -hmm. so it kind of sounds like she's reading it for someone else yeah, she's not. He was just having her read it to see how it flows with the pronunciation. That's what a temp read is. Yeah, just to see how it flows. Um. So, so yeah, but, but if you think about it, if if the role that it was for was a female role, I don't know why he wouldn't just have her do it. That kind of makes me think it's for a male role. Well, maybe because he just maybe he just wants maybe they already have someone cast for the narration. Maybe they have like mm-hmm. a certain voice type they have in mind. Again, like he That's just true. was having it sounds like he was just having her read it to see how the enunciation and the flow went with it. But um just quickly, we know that like there's no like Irish people they speak. No Celtic thing. yeah, they rumored. Right. And they also, Irish people speak English. So right. it isn't that she's Irish and it's like an Irish house because of the pronunciation i i don't know what language she speaks um a few people think that maybe she knows french yeah because in europe mm -hmm. yeah because yeah if you ever go to europe everything is once you're there everything's pretty close together you can go practically anywhere in europe germany by by train yeah so So, german or french i mean german or french and phantom Phantom is ger- is not German. Is Phantom is French? So. <laughs> Could you imagine German Phantom? Oh my goodness! That'd be really. Ag- I just see it being really aggressive, more aggressive than it yeah. is now. Um, but yeah, that's kind yeah. of interesting. Um, you know that we he said that, so it does make us think about some kind of European accent or pronunciation. Yeah. Did um, I get really creepy term? and try to find? her on the internet and try to find what language she speaks <laughs> yes was i unsuccessful yes yeah all we know yeah. is she's from ireland and they go there yeah. frequently mm-hmm. um because he posts about that all the time he's always openly said that so right. you know we'll see i'm i'm curious to see if why because he had like he said before he had his daughter um as the read the narration in poltergeist so if this is a narration in a house that she can do the pronunciation of there's likely a reason he isn't having her do it so um i'm curious to see what is different about the role that like she couldn't portray so we'll see again it could could just be that they Mm -hmm. want a certain voice type or they want a different um yeah gender a different tone of voice he was just having her temporary so Mm -hmm. but that's exciting yeah i mean it, it could be does the does I still have to see like Phantom? I I don't really know the story that well. Does he speak French at all? Or I mean, I know he's from France, but like at any point in the, it's set in Paris. Um, so since it was um uh, made for an American audience, yeah, basically they like the characters were speaking 
English mm-hmm. in the musical. They speak English in the well, the silent film for Universal is a silent film, right? So they could have changed like the the subtitle cards, whatever those mm-hmm. things are called, in between. Um, yeah, the narrative. Okay. Yeah. I was so, curious. I don't know if he yeah. had a big scene where he like yelled something in French or something. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> you never they, know. <laughs> they do like say some stuff that's like French, I believe, like like some phrases, French, yeah, phrases, whatever. So it could make sense if even if you just maybe they just want like a French accent narrating. Yeah, that's true. While, while going through the house, even if it is in English, um, mm-hmm. it'd be really cool if it was in French though, because that is the language from where it's from. Yep. Even so we'll may, see. Yeah, even though people may not understand what's being said, but in Chupi, mm-hmm. it was all Spanish. So, yep. Learn some French people. I know some French. Um, fromage is cheese. So fromage <laughs> blue is blue cheese, and fromage de chareb is goat cheese. That is what I learned in my week in Paris. You're welcome. The, the important, <laughs> the important things, cheese. Exactly. Which cheese. kind? What kind? Fromage. <laughs> um. All right. So I think that's all we have for Hollywood. Um. Do you want to talk about the next, the last little thing we have for HHN? Sure. So HHN at Home is returning this year, hosted by Horror Night Nightmares. Mm-hmm. Um, for those who do not know what HHN at Home was, it was done during the pandemic, I believe. Mm-hmm. And it was essentially a fundraiser for the Trevor Project, which is um, a crisis support service that's focused on suicide prevention for the young people of the LGBTQ plus community. So that's very exciting. And we are planning on being a part of this. Yeah, no, we definitely, um, and this is Haunt Girls. This, like we said, we're pretty new. Um, This is our first year being a full-blown podcast in the season. And um, HHN at Home is something that we've kind of seen you know, from the other side. But now that we actually have a platform, then we can help be a part of this. Um, I'm really mm-hmm. excited to kind of jump into this and take a dive because Pride Month starts next week. Yeah, well, this week first. when you hear this. So this week it will be June 1st. Um, I think it's Friday. Friday's June 1st. So June, June 1st is a Thursday. Yep. Mm-hmm. Thursday. So we'll be kicking that off pretty soon. So keep an eye on that as well as, um, you know, I do know some other platforms and podcasts will be participating as well. So um you know during the pandemic that one time we didn't have hhn so this was something um i think was really full-blown full scale during that time because hhn was not going on they wanted to use the platform to do something like this support this project but now that hhn is happening i still want to continue it i don't think the scale is going to be at the same scale it was during the pandemic but um still exciting to be a part of and to help support so yeah i believe there's going to be some giveaways some podcast episodes some content being released for it so just keep an eye out and donate if you can it's for a great cause especially how things are going right now in florida it's ridiculous out there it's it's a great project to support especially in these times you know this can be a very stressful time so anything we can do to help support especially these crisis support services so we're excited to be a part of it yeah um, going on to a lighter topic, yeah. we also have dates for Hollow Scream and Not Scary Farm. For mm-hmm. Hollow Scream, both in Tampa and Orlando, you're going to be seeing that September 8th through the 31st. Like we said, I think already that tickets are on sale. There's a yeah. There's also multi-night tickets and there's also a ticket option that you can get unlimited to both 
Tampa and Orlando. And it's relatively, it's very cost affordable, like cost effective. It's very cheap. It's less than $200. I think it's like 170, 160. Well, right now they have like that early bird special going on. So that's why the tickets are as cheap as they are right now. So if you want to take advantage, I'd buy those as soon as possible because it is a pretty good deal. Um, Yeah. Even if you just want a single night ticket to see um, the Orlando or the Tampa, mm-hmm. um, they do have pretty good deals going on yeah. for single nights. And if you think about it, sometimes, um, especially for us, we won't always get the Halloween Horror Nights frequent fear pass. That includes Saturdays because that one is a couple hundred dollars more. And mm-hmm. we do have other events that we do want to see during the season. So this is one that you could easily fill in on a, you know, it's a Thursday night and you want to just go over quick or like a Saturday night when your pass isn't good for HHN. Yep. Um, something you can just pop over and do. And like we said, for the price, it's like if you go to each event once, you get your money's worth. Exactly. So fun stuff to look at. And then for Not Scary Farm, we have September 21st through October 31st. That's a whole month. A whole month. Over a month. Basically, yeah. A month and, and 10 days. Yeah. We are super excited to go over there Um, this year. We you know, just to kind of throw it out there, we still do not have dates for HHN in Hollywood. So that's the last one we're kind of waiting on. Um, But Not, not Scary Farm, this year is their 50th anniversary. Mm-hmm. So I'm really excited to see what they do this year. Yeah. Especially this being our first year. They're already doing scare actor auditions and getting ready to go. So curious to see when HHN Hollywood, they started scare actor auditions, I saw, but yeah. no dates yet. No dates. We're all still waiting, which yeah, Orlando has had has already been having their auditions open and they've already started casting. They've already so casted some. The, yeah. fact that, the fact that Hollywood is starting now a little behind, but we'll see. They mm-hmm. know they know what they're doing. We're not casting. People, I mean, in so. terms of construction, they're moving along just fine. Um, it's just a matter of, you know, getting everyone cast. And I also think that, like we said before, John Murdy had talked about a video of a a podcaster meeting his fate so we still have that video we haven't seen so maybe we'll get announcement dates i think it's gonna come soon from hollywood i don't know why it wouldn't i mean at least the dates and the tickets you know right it does typically start later than orlando so we kind of can expect it to come a little bit of a later announcement but we're about i mean orlando announced in march we're now into may right we don't have hollywood dates we're going into june so so, John Murdy, if you can hear us, please, please, please send them our way. And tell us what languages your wife speaks. Thank you. We want to know. <laughs> yeah, tell us. You can just DM us, John Murdy. It's exactly. Okay. We, yeah, we won't tell anyone. We won't tell anyone. <laughs> it's just for me. It's just for me. Thanks. Exactly. Just Homegirls exclusive. Right. Um, uh, yeah, for our main segment, I don't think we even talked about it yet. Our main segment today, um, we are going to do a deep dive like we did for the other two for 28 and 29 of comparing HHN 30 versus HHN 31. Mm-hmm. And both of these events were fantastic events. Yeah, they were again, like they're the most recent events and HHN just continues to grow each year and, and improve. So it's going to be a little tough because these are both yeah. very solid years, I would say. Exactly. And like we said before, we were not a podcast during 30 and 31, but best believe we were there. We were as there. As much as we possibly could. My feet um, were there. <laughs> and what's really funny is for HHN 30, that was like really, I'll never forget going into 30, like getting ready, getting hyped, because that was after the pandemic. And mm-hmm. like, we were just so happy to be there, first of all. But that was the first like big event that Nikki and I went to opening night together with. Yeah. So it's just a little fun memory for us. Um, We love talking about it. And then, of course, we continued it through 31, and now we're here. 
That's what started our traditional um, yeah opening night, day, opening night, opening weekend. Like weekend binger. Yeah. Spend all our money. Exactly. Uh, Through the houses like we did based on the location. Some locations are a little bit different between the two, but we I think we matched them up pretty well. Um, and then scare zones and food and beverage. And we'll go through each category and the winner of the most categories wins the, I guess, the the title for the stronger year. Yep. May the best year win. Excited to see how this pans out because I have no clue, honestly. Me too. And I'll tell you what, I was going through and making these lists and I was like, dang, it's really crazy to see how from 28 to 29 to 30 to 31, how much gets amped up every year. Yeah. And then it makes me excited, like, oh, shit, what are we going to see at 32? Because mm-hmm. this was, like, a lot of the changes were really great. Um, but some things in the past we saw were really great, too. So, I guess, do you want to start? We can start with our first house. Sure, yeah. Um, we're going to start off strong, apparently. Yeah. Uh, we're going to go through Sprung Tent 1. And for that, for HHN 30, we have Puppet Theater, Captive Audience. For 31, we have Descendants of Destruction. Uh. Oof. This hurts. So <laughs> this hurts. Already. Let's talk about let's start with the hype for these houses, at least in early spec season. Okay. For for 30, Puppet Theater had a little like I don't want to say a trailer video, but kind of like a little video. Puppet Theater was the first one that we kind of saw as an official like 30 announcement. And we got that early. Yeah. Like October, the year before. Because COVID, like we said, was different. Mm-hmm. The Puppet Theater, we got a little video of. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is great. Yeah. But then De- De- Descendants of Destruction was on the spec map very early as a potential seed sequel. Yeah. And it was also like Underground Creatures, I believe it was at one yes. point. So it was like kind of like floating around the idea of Descendants of Destruction. Um, And it is yeah. like the unofficial sequel or prequel whatever to seeds of extinction Mm -hmm. the only main difference between the two is the sense of destruction did have humanoids it did have human uh so did puppet theater humanoids just is is just yeah but seeds didn't i mean seeds yeah okay gotcha i was like i'm like puppet no puppet theater for sure (laughs) um yeah (laughs) but that was the only difference so, and also Descendants of Destruction, when that was speculated, it was kind of funny because we were like, oh, it's a um, subway and there's going to be like rats and like, uh, I don't know. We were yeah. like, what kind of creatures? And then we found out it was going to be like, almost like a cannibalistic colony. I don't know. Yeah. Diving colony. deep and, and the deeper you go is the more they've evolved into the creatures that we kind of see yeah. in Seeds of Destruction, of uh, Seeds of Extinction. Seeds of Extinction. Um, but Puppet Theater, I feel like, is such a totally different it's a, thing that we haven't seen. It's a different vibe and the way that I'm a theater kid. So like, I just, I was living in this house. Um, mm-hmm. The way that you see the backstage area, you see the stage area, how they optimize the state, how they optimize the space in a sprung tent to fit like yes. that whole like balcony scene to fit like almost a whole stage oh, in there. Beautiful. It was so beautiful. Yeah. But if, 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 you, if you're thinking about optimizing spaces, like Descendants of Destruction had fucking subways, cars. Hanging from the ceiling. Yeah. Like a whole ass car. Right. And this also was one where you you saw you walked through a car and then I think at another point saw it. So yeah. you saw it and then you walked through it. So this one did have those little sneak peeks as well. Um, the only thing I have to say that I think separates the two, Descendants of Destruction, I got the story from reading it. Yeah. Whereas 
puppet theater, I could tell exactly where I was, exactly what was going on. Right. Descendants of Destruction, it was more of a, you have to kind of not do your research, but kind of just read the description before going in. Because, yeah, like they Mm -hmm. do change as you go deeper. But if you didn't know that piece of information that like you're going deeper and deeper into this underground colony, you're not going to understand why there's like these creatures coming after you. And in Descendants, I was very excited for the the final scene with the like bioluminescent. Yeah. Yeah, with that. And I feel like it looked really awesome. I was really excited to see it, but I feel like it, I wish it would have had more than just that final room. With it needed more. Yeah. And there was like maybe like a little more three or four scare actors that were full bioluminescent. I feel like if they had like yeah. maybe one or two more scenes with that going on, I feel like it would have made this house more solid than it was. Yeah, I agree. And I almost wish they would have because there was three separate parts where it was like kind of like uh solar power and then it was like battery power and then it was like dark but you didn't really it was hard to tell i kind of wish it would have been a two-part house and they brought the bioluminescence in earlier yeah and it was split kind of like that instead of the three part because i felt like part one and two really blended together well Mm -hmm. um but i did like the costumes in descendants of destruction a lot Oh, the costuming and the set design was amazing Mm -hmm. this one is hard because i really liked the big sets i'm again two sprung tent houses that had some of the biggest sets that we've seen Mm -hmm. so i mean this is a tough one for me but i think puppet theater scared differently there was a lot of scares that were very unique to puppet theater i think puppet theater scared me more than descendants of destruction which i feel is a hot take because i feel like a lot of people got their scares mostly from descendants of destruction in 31 um yeah but puppet theater i just yeah maybe i don't know if it was like the way the boo holes were made or the they were the, the behind the mirror behind the mirror those draw panels or the um the part where you're going through and there's like wardrobe on both sides and they're kind of yep i don't know if it was that but i got more and the scared. curtain yeah the curtain there was the part with the red curtain and then you walk in the theater i feel like personally the sets in puppet theater amazed me more than they did in descendants and there yeah. was big sets in descendants that i loved and i would go i still descendants is one of my favorite houses but i think puppet theater is the winner in these two to be honest i would agree yeah i feel bad because i feel like descendants was also a very solid house but puppet theater just had an extra umph oh yeah and that's why i really think this year is like comparing these two events is going to be very tough yeah. because well, well a lot of these were like the best houses i've ever seen yeah well for some yeah okay so <laughs> next one <laughs> we'll talk about this one um we're gonna go over to the parade warehouse and for hhn 30 we had beetlejuice and for hhn 31 we had universal monsters legends collide this is like not even fair is this uh, fair no it's not fair um beetlejuice uh yeah <laughs> so i a victim mm-hmm. to the pandemic um mm-hmm. and a victim to copyright issues and so much potential just... and the opening scene where you see beetlejuice and he's like he's he, that was probably my favorite part to be honest yeah he's <laughs> he's mic'd up and he's actually speaking to you and he's um improving was fantastic and that was great if they had just the house just that that would be fantastic because i just i was so hyped and i went um those two days that they had opened it during the pandemic yes i was there and i was very much hungover because i went on november 1st um after (laughs) celebrating halloween and yeah i was like i'm not missing beetlejuice 
And I was able to do it like three times that day, luckily, because I was getting those um, virtual queue passes, whatever they were called back then. Mm -hmm. And I was at the time walking through it, I was very happy. And I was like, wow, that was fantastic. But then when we got to like actual HHN 30, I was like, this, and it was the same, right? It was, it was like the exact same, the exact same thing. And I was actually like out of the adrenaline rush of seeing it for the first time. I was like, this could have been so much better. But- yeah. So I mean, to kind of bounce off of that, I didn't go to HHN Light. So my first time seeing Beetlejuice was at HHN Thirty opening night, mm-hmm. and I remember going with you and Megan opening night, mm-hmm. and I and you both had already done it, I think. At, at Light. I think yeah, because Megan had her pass. Yeah, yeah, and I was like, okay, well, and I think you guys kind of told me like, yeah, it wasn't that good, but I'm excited. We we I think everyone kind of expected it was very empty during Light because of the pandemic, and then it came for Thirty, and it was still empty. Yeah. Yeah, the issue, when I say the copyright issue that they had, is that they couldn't get the rights to the likeness to a bunch of characters. And so the scene where they're all singing... Um, the Deo scene. The Deo scene. There was no characters in there. It was just the table, and you're walking around the table with the song going yeah. off. Yes, you are singing along to it, and you're at hype. But once you realize that you're the only ones in the fucking room, it's like, I was sad. wait a fucking minute. The first time I went through that, I genuinely thought it was like, oh, maybe it's a cast change. Like, I genuinely, like, was like, this is a mistake. Like, this is not how it's supposed to be. And then I went through it again, and I was like, oh. And I'll tell you what, I think I only did this house twice, like, the entire, because, Mm -hmm. number one, that's a long-ass walk to go there, get in line, go through, and get out. And 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 we're coming from Tampa. We don't have a whole lot of time. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was just... I love Beetlejuice. I love the movie. It's such a fun, like, I don't want to say a Halloween. If you like Halloween and you like spooky stuff, you like Beetlejuice. Yeah. Beetlejuice is one of my Busters favorite movies. Yeah. Beetlejuice it's like is a up classic. There. Yeah. But if you put it, it was just, uh, the sets were there. The sets were there. The casting, it was just not. Yeah. And there was. It was not executed well. There was a really cool part towards the end that the sandworm comes. Yeah. Out. But so the first time I walked through it, that that November 1st in 2020, I didn't get him. It was just a dark room. And I was like, okay, oh. whatever. The second time I walked through it the same day, the girl in front of me got it and she fell to the floor and I started cracking up because that shit came out of nowhere from the fucking roof, from the ceiling. Yeah. But again, like- And there were pieces we liked. Yeah. It was just as a whole, it really just felt like a Beetlejuice experience where you get to walk through the sets. Right. It didn't feel like, it wasn't scary. Mm-hmm. that makes sense yeah it was but if we, if we look at our other friend over universal monster legends it's collide, not it's not fair it's not fair it scared the shit out of me and i'll tell you what it's really funny because the, i was just talking about this house the other day and i said you know how many times i go into the event and the universal monsters house is usually kind of lower on my hype list because i love monsters but it's not usually like my favorite but every year the monster's house ends up in like my top three. Yep. I mean, even even though I don't expect it to, or I say, oh, it's not my monster. It's always like my favorite. Yeah. I mean, I think everyone knows how I feel about the monsters. <laughs> They're my absolute favorite. This house was a fucking amazing. The triple score, the triple score, the triple, skate, triple score. 
you have a score well, well it was a score it was honestly three points score. whenever one you for each. whenever you fucking got it it was fucking amazing and I, one of my core memories from 31 is sobbing the last night of the event and getting that triple scare and being like, oh oh my god this is the last time i'm gonna get me this me and nikki went through legends collide and i think it was like one of, if it wasn't it might have been our last run of the event as a whole and we said we're getting this triple scare and we both were just like holding on to each other and clapping for everyone and we knew that triple scare was coming we were like please 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 and then they, we got it and we both were cheering so loud i was and, um, sobbing mu- mummy was following the, us out mummy followed us he was like like cheering with us like followed us for like till the next room almost. it was it was so fun. amazing i got like a few kisses from wolfman and some mummies scattered around dracula gave me a bow at oh, the yeah. end it was just i was by the time i got out of this house i was a wreck i was sobbing like, but can we also talk about that scare um where drac was in the mirror the and mirror you scare see him, yeah but you he didn't get you until you went around the corner a little bit further and no matter how many times i did that house I didn't know where he was going to come from. They did the set so well. And somebody like me or, and Nikki, people who are, I don't want to say experienced event goers, but experienced event goers, we usually can find the boo holes. And in here, I was like, I don't know where they are. I was like, where the fuck is this fucker? Yeah. Where is this fucker? And then they also kind of throw you, they threw you off because there's also a Wolfman scare right after the mirror. You saw the mirror. Yeah. You see Jack, you see Wolfman and then Jack actually comes out and it was just, oh my God. I also like that they had the changing door where um it would show the winner changes yeah uh huh and they would sometimes you'd see Drac have a stake through him and sometimes it was mummy mm-hmm. um so that kind of gave you a hint if whoever was up there wasn't the winner right so it's one of the other two so I think they and the facade can we talk about the facade like the, hello the more you look at the facade the more you you find like you find Wolfman transforming into his wolf form you see um different like yeah. excavation stuff you see the sphinx you see the full moon you see mm-hmm. i'm pretty sure there was a dracula something hidden in there too it was just mm. yeah I the more I, I'll, I'll tell you what the first time i saw the facade all i thought was like oh it's like an excavation like site and then the more i did the house i was like okay i actually love this facade it's actually because there was like you know, like Nikki said, more things you find throughout. So, I mean, Beetlejuice to but Legends Collide. I It's clearly going to have to go to Legends Collide to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was like, yeah. We, we, we did not have to have this conversation. I already have written uh, no. the Renner <laughs> as Legends Collide. Sorry, not sorry. Yeah, it, it's just good to, you know, kind of talk through. I mean, to me, it's very clear yeah, why Legends Collide won. But it's good to always prove. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the next two is... We're going to do the new parade warehouse for 30. We have the haunting of Hill house for 31. We have the weekend after our nightmare. This is tough for me at first. And then the Mm. more I kind of thought about it, I was like, I have kind of a better idea of who I think should win, but I mean, we'll start. We'll let's start with Hill house. So, um, start with the hype, I think. Because I feel like the hypes were very different for both of these houses. They are different crowds, but I do feel like Hill House, Hill House is one of my favorite shows ever. Same. Just the way, and I most people I would think that have seen Hill House by now, mm-hmm. but I feel like the way that they do the plot line and the stories and the things that you find out in the end that you really should have seen at the beginning and you never saw it, and it mm-hmm. was like... The way that they piece things together and the way that they did the scares in the show, I was beyond, I was so excited to see Hill House come. I was already like freaking out because that show, um, the scared first the season scared the shit out of me. The crooked lady, 
the, the t- Bendick um, lady, yeah. the Bendick lady, the the tall man. It was just I was like, this house is gonna wreck the fuck out of me. Yeah, and I'm gonna and enjoy then- it, but it was. Yeah. Yeah. So outside of the parade warehouse, they had that kind of like vinyl film over the warehouse. So um as they you know, typically the, do for that set yeah, for that location. For the for the weekend we had that and for um Hill House we had that. But when you went into Hill House, you actually walked in the doors of the house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the facade was fantastic. The house was in front of you. You see the kids in the window. It was just I believe I remember that opening night, everyone was just like mouth to the floor. When you first see the facade, you're like, those big facades are my favorite. It was massive. Mm -hmm. It was humongous. And it was, it set you up for the rest of the um, house. And there is a suit, there is like, I think like one or two suicide scenes. And we see that in the house. Mm -hmm. And I understand like, that was, I could see that being triggering for some people. um, And I remember that being an issue. Yeah, so you have that one room, you walk in, um, you see the red door, and it's the drop scene where Nell, and then, I, you know, another spoiler alert, she is actually the bent neck lady. Right. But it, that, that's how she becomes the bent neck lady. Um, so I think it is Im- kind of important to show, but I do feel like that scare got me good because there was two of them. It was like the screen. It was a black wall right. and then she lit up and dropped and yeah. then the wall went black again. And it was, But there was yeah. two. There was one on each side. So if you miss one, you probably got the other. I don't know. But every time I walked through this house, it was like they were just constantly going off. So the sound was like, yeah. it was a lot. Uh, it was a I lot. Know. Um, and then you have that other part where the bent neck lady is above you, right? The same scare again, they light it up kind of like that scene where Nell is a little girl and she's laying on the couch and she looks up and she's sleeping in the bent neck. But a lot of people missed that scare because they didn't know to look up. That's true, too. Like, I didn't know that scare was there until mm -hmm. my second run, right? No, definitely. I mean, that's that's usually you know, I, I remember this house, but then after that. Um, there was a couple scenes that did scare me, but it kind of like fizzled out. Like I was like, oh my God, this facade is great. And then you walk in the house and then you see the bent neck lady and you see her above you. And then after that, it was kind of like, so I don't know. The biggest thing this house had going for it is that it was so dark. It was so dark in there. I just remember being yeah. super, we super got dark. Stuck. Yeah. You would get, st- we got stuck in that dark hallway. Which is the worst place. For like a minute. It's the worst place to get stuck because I hate. I was like, I remember saying to Nikki, I was like, I'm so scared. I'm so scared. And she was like, are you okay? I'm like, yeah. I hate. Literally, Allie was on my back because I'm always in front. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I cannot move right now. Yeah. I just hate not being able to see things. One, because I feel like I'm missing detail. And two, because I'm fucking terrified. I can't see. Yeah. Shit. Um, I, I'm afraid of the dark. I'm not scared to say. I'm not like ashamed of saying that. I hate uh-huh. being in the dark. Um. But it was, yeah, it was so dark in there. So that was the biggest scare point. Yes, like there was some scenes that are pretty cool. But like for the most part, it was just so dark. Yeah. And then even when you get out towards the end, I mean, you do see the part of like, I don't want to say it's not like a garden. It's like an indoor. They have like the statues. The greenhouse. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's what it's called. And that was a pretty cool scene. And then you also see the mom and it's like the tea party room. So they did definitely execute it where it was like the show, but it didn't give me the same feeling that the show did. And no. I think that's because the show really plays on your emotions and right. your fears. And in the house, it's really hard to play on your emotions yeah. and it was also like you didn't get the fear aspect 
the character development was there mm-hmm. and it's just my favorite type of horror is that there is a story right but there's also the scares like i don't like that there's just random killings or there's mm-hmm. random scares they have to make sense that's right make sense. it's just yeah and it was just really and in nice. these shows it did make sense it it really pieced itself together mm-hmm. but if we want to go look at the weekend after hours nightmare for 31 we didn't really get much of a facade for this we just got the vinyl outside but we got the music we got the music going which Honestly, the music in the queue added to the house my, tremendously. My favorite, one of my favorite HHN memories of all time is dancing in this queue and singing. It was like the literally the funnest queue I've ever waited in in my yeah. whole life at HHN. Yeah. Like, honestly, the, and the time would fly in this queue. It wasn't. And even, even if this house was, um, what's it called? 60 minutes, 80 minutes. I didn't care. I was getting in the queue because I had something. It was just fun. Like, you didn't mind waiting for it. Mm-hmm. And then the house itself was fantastic i think like you oh yeah it wasn't you got the scares there's still plenty of scares in there but you're able to see everything and like the story kind of made it made sense to me like you start with abel the Mm -hmm. weekend he's on the chair he's like strapped in and like he has this like device on his head and it's kind of like pulling his nightmares out and then you're in his yeah you're in his nightmare all the screens so right it's kind of like you're monitoring his nightmares and then all of a sudden you're in it mm-hmm. and then you see but if you're yeah i might be a little biased but i am a huge fan of the weekend huge. Oh, yeah. me too. so when i found out this was like rumored to come and it was coming i was like oh this is gonna be amazing yeah and yeah. a lot of people weren't down for it at yeah. first i was gonna, that's why i said to bring up the hike because a lot of people were hyped for hill house they were ecstatic for it and then when weekend was announced there was a bunch of people upset about it. They were like, that is, mm-hmm. doesn't make any sense. He's it's not, not horror. He's not horror. Yeah. And obviously those people have never seen any of his music videos because they're very horror-esque, but that's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't, it's just, whenever we got, whenever we got a music house in the past, it was always like that heavy metal. Right. Music, this was the which, first yes, time a non-rock artist had a house. Right. Yes. Heavy metal is basically, is very Halloween-esque, very horror-esque, but it just, the music of the weekend and the music videos, it just lended well to horror, I think. Well, not only that, and it's funny because, like, when I was, you know, I was like, okay, we all do our research. When an IP is coming, we're going to listen, you know, if it's an I, if it's a music artist, we're going to listen to the music. We're going to watch the music videos. And the music videos did have pieces that we saw in the house, but a lot of the things that we saw in the house were new takes mm-hmm. and inspiration where, like, those ideas be- were put like made further like developed further right exactly and then we had the music in the house too mm-hmm. which was so fun yeah you're basically dancing through this house and getting the shits rocked out of you basically which Absolutely. was fantastic um i think that being said and experiencing both houses i think the clear winner here is the weekend i think so after too. hours you also have to look at it like if i had the chance to do one or the other again I'd pick the weekend immediately. Oh, yeah. Same. Immediately. It would be the weekend for me because, yeah. Um, it was just such – the the costuming was fan- – the character design was fantastic. It was so, like, you took an IP and made it into this original idea, whereas Hill House kind of took the IP and put you in it but yeah. didn't really develop it further, whereas it was just so unique yeah. seeing the weekend. The so. weekend was a fun mix of IP but also original mm-hmm. creation, which was fantastic. 
I agree. Um, but I think we can go on to our next one, Allie, if you want to. Yeah, yeah. So our next one that we're going to talk about, Um, and listen, me and Nikki went back and forth a little bit, and we kind of talked about it. I'm like, okay, no, this is correct. These two houses did not have the same entrance, but they were located in the same spot. Yes. Yeah, so, so it's a little tricky. So just go. Just bear, trust bear with us. us. Yeah, bear trust with us. us. It's okay. So um, for HHN 30, we had Universal Monsters, The Bride of Frankenstein Lives. And this is at Soundstage 23. And then um, for HHN 31 at Soundstage 23, we had Hellblock Horror. Again, not fair. Um, <laughs> Not fair at all. Not fair um, at all. I think we know what our feelings are towards Hellblock Horror. And we know what our feelings yeah. are towards The Bride Lives um bride frankenstein lives was such a unique house mm-hmm. such a unique take on the story um they added in dracula's bride and this the facade was amazing yeah the scares got me every time there was like a double or triple scare towards the end with the bride of um dracula like you're looking at frankie on the not the table like the propped up table he's like strapped to it and um the Dracula, they always got me every single time Yeah, in that room. And then he would, too, because he can kind of jump out at yeah, you. Yeah, uh, <laughs> the monster of Frankenstein, he, would, he had a few scares in there, too. You thought he was just yeah. a stagnant figure, but then he'd move, and you're like, shit. Um, but it he was, was such a beautiful house. Massive human being. I don't know where they found these tall people, but I know. Holy shit. Um, I know. But then Hell Block. <laughs> listen, it's an ode to what they can do in a rushed situation. Mm-hmm. And But this yeah yeah <laughs> this, i will say though looking at the two of these hellblock i came into with a very open mind because i was like oh they're gonna have past monsters of hhn i was like this could be like a really cool like hhn lore house mm-hmm. and i was excited for this and then bride of frankenstein again the monsters usually aren't my favorite so i'll put them on my hype list usually towards the middle or lower half but every year it's like i'm proven wrong immediately and Hellblock dropped so fast because I didn't, at least me personally, and I know quite a bit about HHN, I didn't recognize half of them. Yeah, it was a little more difficult. And I think there was also like a casting issue in the house. Will, There's lots of like yeah. bare areas and empty cells. And I will yeah. say that it's funny though, because, and I tell this story a lot, um, we have like our, our friends and family that we always have one night, we all go to HHN and they come with us. And- this was the first house that we did. And I remember telling them, I'm like, this is, this one's not that good. This is like the work. I wouldn't say the worst one, but it's pretty much at the bottom of my list. So just, you know, be wary. And we went through it and maybe it's just because the lines were always so short. So we went through basically by ourselves, but they were so scared because it was so dark and so foggy and the strobe lights, it was really hard to see in Hellblock. So I think they utilized that tactic very well where they put people in the fog and the strobes and in the dark where you can't see them. And a lot of scares came from that, but it felt like you were looking at a whole lot of nothing. Yeah. Whereas Bride of Frankenstein Lives was like you had beyond enough to look at. There was all the time too much to look at at some points. Like you saw there's even a creature Easter egg in there. Like, come on. Yeah. It, the detail in that house was amazing. The facade. Yeah. I mean, the facade alone, I think, of that versus Hellblock is like day and night. Yeah. So, I mean, very clearly, I think Bride is the winner. I, I, I wrote it in. I guess not. 
Yeah. Um, this one's going to suck. This one's going to. I'll let you take this one. But this one's hard for me. But go ahead. It's my two. You love slashers. These, These are going to be a little difficult. Um, For soundstage 23. For the other side. The other <laughs> side. We have for HN30, we have Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And for 31, we have Halloween. I have a favorite, but I'm also a little biased. Okay, so Halloween, let's just talk about it. Both of these houses are repeats. Yes. Texas Chainsaw Massacre, we had at HHN 26, I believe, and that was in a sprung tent. And for that one, we had the facade of the actual house. Mm -hmm. And kind of the same for Halloween. Halloween was in, I forget, was it 24? It was... 24 because i was there um yeah and it and was, that was it was the myers also house sprung 10. but you didn't go in through the front porch which i know a lot of people wanted this past yeah. year when they saw the halloween house was announced they wanted to go in through the myers front door which i totally understand i do too like i feel like that'd be such a yeah. cool experience just entering through the house as if you're right. in the movie um that being said but, facade yeah wise, well, these- yeah, neither one. I, I The facades are very similar, I would say. Well, that year. Okay, so let's talk about this year. This, these this current year. year. So Halloween was a cold open. Didn't have it. Was a cold open. <laughs> which, yeah, it wouldn't be that much of a big deal if it wasn't for the fact that everyone was hyped to be going through the Myers house. <laughs> well, okay. As somebody who absolutely loves Michael Myers and loves Halloween, when we got this announcement for 31, I bought the shirt immediately. Mm-hmm. And I always joke to my friends, I'd be like, Michael Myers is coming to town. I'm like, he's coming. Like, this is his, he's coming back. And a lot of people were like, oh, well, we already had this, blah, blah, blah. And Texas Chainsaw was something we already had as well. But I remember being like, oh, I'm so excited to see this facade. The facade they had at the Sprung Tent was so good. They had the projections in the windows. And then we walked in. And the first thing, I I turned my ass around and said to Tyler, where's the facade? It's missing. I was mad. I was so mad because that was like the number one thing I was looking forward to. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was pretty sad. But Texas Chainsaw had a facade. Yeah. That was the whole gas station. And it was so cool. And I really like that they took Texas Chainsaw and they said, okay, we're going to give you the facade. You're going to walk into the story, but we're not going to go into the house again. We're going to do something different. Yeah, I did like that too. Um, For me, I just have, I love Michael. I love Halloween. They're some of my favorite horror films. I am overseeing him at the event, which I know I've said so many times. I just feel like he's just mm-hmm. constantly there. And um, I know we're not talking about it, but for 29 or 28, I forgot which year it was, when they had the Halloween house in Shrek Theater, I literally did it all by myself. And it was nothing. I was just vibing yeah. there with Michael. And it was just like, hey, Michael. Hi, Michael goodbye michael exactly um and it, it's really interesting to put these two together because they are like slashers but yeah the texas chainsaw massacre house at 30 the details in that house were amazing i mean you got i mean the smells the sets the details that one room had the feathers everywhere the bones the furniture i mean you go through uh chop top's room and you go it's it was very different whereas halloween like we could pretty much call every scene we were going to see. And I feel like for Texas Chainsaw, they really took the movie and the original that we had already seen and made it feel different. 
Yeah, I feel like and I, Halloween, he's also my favorite. So Halloween I'm from HHN thirty one was just there was some new things in there, but it was a lot of stuff that we already seen in the um, mm-hmm. previous Halloween house. Um, still well done. I loved that mm-hmm. we still got the Myers house kind of like towards like the end of the first third of the house and you walked around it. I feel like that was pretty cool too. Um, but yeah, it was just, that was cool, but you didn't have enough time to look at it because instead yeah. of walking towards it, you're walking across the front of it. So, right. and there was a Michael up in the window, but unless you like stopped in your tracks and like looked up, you mm-hmm. wouldn't have seen it because they built that really big house, but then they put you kind of right in front of it too close to it and you couldn't really see it. But then again, in Chainsaw Massacre, we didn't get to see the front of the house at all. Right. So. Right. But I, if I had to pick between the two, and these are probably my two favorite slashers ever, I really think Texas Chainsaw Massacre from 30 wins this one. Yeah, I give it to Texas Chainsaw Massacre as well. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just, I'm I'm over seeing Michael. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Love you, Michael, but you need to go home. And, and take a rest <laughs> it's really funny because we are halfway through that was our fifth one mm-hmm. and 30 is only up by one house and 31 i mean like like we said it's a pretty even these yeah. ha- these events were great events yeah so they're both heavy hitters <laughs> they both have heavy hitter houses <laughs> i'll i'll let you do the next one okay um so this one is gonna suck too. this is gonna suck ass uh <laughs> For Soundstage 24, for HHN 30, we have HHN Icons Captured. And for 31, we have Dead Man's Pier, Winter's Wake. Um, I oh. will start by saying these two houses, um, so different. We have one that was Very just different. so pretty to look at. You're in the scenes. It was so immersive. And then you have the other one, which was just a huge fan service. We got to see all our favorite icons again, interact with them as much as you could inside a house. And they had a constant change. Like it it wasn't it wasn't nightly like legends. It was like every so mm-hmm. hour or so or every few hours. And there was a different yeah. icon on the throne, which I think was fantastic. And just being able to see these icons again, um it was Yeah. Um, this house, so um, when I heard Icons was, we were getting an Icons house at 30, I was very, very, very excited because even in today, it's very rare that we get the Icons, um, especially as an entire house of all the Icons and not just like right. a Jack house or a Chance house or something like that. And, um, you know, it was a very big fan service house. We got to see Fear. We got to see, you know, it was kind of like the lantern. It was open and they all and then we also saw um the storyteller kind of like her other form right her true form which you never got to see we never got to see um i'm a big lady luck fan because 21 was my first year and so that is like she's one of my favorite icons and getting to see that and then all the little um shirts in the house yeah all the easter eggs are hidden yep it was it was done very well um but then dead man's pier I also feel like I was very excited to see. And then when I walked in it, I was like absolutely blown away. Uh, yeah, it was, there was not a single run through that house for Dead Man's Pier that I wasn't just jaws to the ground. Like, so even seeing yeah. it several times, I was like, this is amazing. Like, what the fuck? 
Exactly. And then even if you just talk about the facades, it's kind of like, okay, so icons captured kind of had like the totems of the each icon and it just it had the, the vine said icons. And then if you didn't, yeah, if you didn't know the vine spelled all icons. icons. Um, if you didn't know that, sorry guys. If But then the facade for Dead Man's Pier was like amazing the, yeah you see the little amazing. the little boat town the little dot whatever fisherman the violin the statue the, it was raining it was cold it was you're walking into the into the uh widow's captain's widow bar there's mm-hmm. easter eggs for jaws it was just and it also had the sign Ooh. from the, from the um dead man's uh well back then it was dead man's wharf yeah the scare zone and it had the sign and you could read it like like those old like northeast like basically coastal towns have like i've seen those right. are very common but it really put you in you were in this it. and it's very hard because i feel like if you ask somebody where hhn was their very i don't know say they went through both of these and it was their first time at the event ever i feel like those kinds of people would like dead man's peer more right but, but the people who are like us mm-hmm. who are like hhn stands like icons but i don't know i'm actually i really could go either way on this um i'm trying to find something that sets them apart i'm thinking about like majorly scares i was more scared in dead man's pier i wasn't scared i was too i was not scared in icons captured i was more excited to see the icons and just like get to see them again and to rock with them i was not i scared. agree i was excited and, and waving to them and Dem- clapping yeah dead man's pier also had that very like interesting and different um scare with the swimmer well if you got him at the right time yes. he was swimming across and i feel like that was just so like new and different yes <sighs> and yeah so honestly I have to give it I, to Dead Man's Pier, I think. I think so, too. I agree. That's what I would do. If I would like to see a similar concept come mm, come back, I don't know. Mm. but no, I, I, don't, I don't think we needed to come back. I think if it came no. back, we would be like, okay. Too much for either of yeah, them. Yeah, we'd be like, oh. See, if, but if the icons returned, like, in another anniversary year, I'd be happy. Oh, for sure. But I do like the concept. I'm HHN Icons is a fantastic house and one of my favorites, and I absolutely loved it. Mm-hmm. But I didn't love it because of the uniqueness and the sets. I loved it because I love the icons. Uh, yeah, it was the icons that made it for or me. Dead Man's Pier, if we're talking about like uniqueness and scares and sets, I think, yeah, you're right. Dead Man's Pier does win that one. Yeah. Okay. Um, who is doing the next one? I just did the past one. So you okay. Did the next one. So for HHN 30, we're going to go over to Soundstage 24. Um, For 30, we had Revenge of the Tooth Fairy. And for 31, we had Fiesta de Chubacabras. And it's so funny because at first I was trying to remember. I was like, which one was on which side of Soundstage 24? But this is the one that has that hallway where you can hear things before you go in. That long curtained hallway. Right. Yeah. I had to pull up the map to make sure we were following yeah, the right side but here. do you remember going into tooth fairy and they had all those things hanging and you hear the audio oh yeah you hear what's going on behind the curtain yeah which that those always scare me those always scare me because i feel like a scare actor is gonna pop out from behind oh me the too and then chubacabra i we were like dancing because you could hear like the the music sounded, like the bongos yeah, yeah. it was like Chew. it's like festival music going and i love Th- these houses were both fun houses i think i don't necessarily think either of them were really too scary yeah. um 
kind of i will say for both events this these houses both were very low on my final list of what i thought for the event i mean these both were strong events and i think these houses both were kind of down there a bit um for revenge of the tooth fairy i know it happens because a lot of people wanted it to happen i remember seeing all over social media everyone's like i want a tooth fairy house i want a tooth fairy house and i was like what the fuck are people like what kind of kink is this (laughs) tooth fairy i feel like tooth fairy was on the freaking spec map every year until it came i think we like bullied them into bringing tooth fairy that's literally what happened they were like okay fuck it just give it to them they're like fine you want a tooth fairy house here it is here you fucking go i thought it was gonna be the i thought it was gonna be the rock dressed as the tooth fairy from that one movie i'm like okay I did like the facade of Tooth Fairy. It was a very unique take. They had it was kind of like the pop up. It was like a storybook, yeah, which is fantastic. It was unique. Um, I do think the plexiglass hurt this house a bit. Mm-hmm. It was another the... victim to the to the pandemic. pandemic. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, but then again, the story itself, I didn't. The fairies were a little bit scary, but they're fairies. I mean, I don't know. The one thing I remember the most from this house is the smell. From Tooth, Tooth Fairy, Fairy? yeah. Do you not remember that smell? No. It smelled like rotting teeth to me. I'm, I'm, that would make sense because it is tooth fairy. Yeah. And they probably have like rotting teeth on their persons because they keep taking the teeth. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, that smell was just what I remember a lot. From I do know <laughs> in Chubacabra, there was a smell too. There was a It was s- like a blood smell. There was a smell, but I feel like it was, well, for tooth fairy also, it was like only in certain rooms. Mm-hmm. But, but if you, okay, so if we compare the facades from Tooth Fairy to the facades of Chupacabra, I think Chupacabra was amazing. Oh my god, the facade for Chupacabra, you had a whole fucking town. It was the lights and the yeah, firecrackers and the, Rosalia. Rosalia welcoming you to the to their festival. I, yeah, the for facade wise, I think it would Chupacabra would take it. Uh, I think so. <sighs> Honestly, okay, so let's talk about character design. In the Tooth Fairy, we mostly saw kind of like the victims of the fairies and the, the fairies yeah. themselves. Um, kind of similar in Chupacabra, we saw the Chupacabras, the Chubies, and we saw kind of the people of the town. But I did like that they had the masks and it was more of a dark kind of feel where Tooth Fairy was kind of, I mean, dark as well. Um, I don't know. They're they're very similar and they're very different in a lot of ways. I think I got more scares in Chupi than I did. I think so too. Than I did in Tooth Fairy, and I, I, I like the story of Chupacabra better. I feel like it yeah. flowed like you're in the town and you're going through the it alley, changed. and then you're in the butcher you're yeah. in the butcher shop where the Tooth Fairy. I was kind of like, oh, we're in a house. This is someone's bed this is a bathroom like the story in chupi it built up to seeing the chupacabras finally i agree i yeah so i think with that i think i'd give it to chupi i would too if like i said if today i could walk into the park and go through one or the other i'd go in chupacabra oh yeah yeah tooth fairy for me for 30 i usually would skip it some nights because it was not like i need to go see this house right away it was like Mm -hmm. okay if it's a short wait whatever but yeah Oh, the next one's going to be tough. I'll let you take this one. Okay, so for... Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> so for this one, we kind of had to do different locations because they each had one house in a location that wasn't used in the other in year. In the other. So um, for MIB tent for HHN 30, we have Welcome to Scary, Horror in the Heartland. And for Fast and Furious in 31, we have the Horrors of Blumhouse. I'm torn on this because... 
again, we have a house that's a very specific fan service house where the other one is like an IP. And they're both different. Okay, let's start uh, facade. Neither one of them really had that great um, of a facade, to be honest. Yeah, the Welcome to Scary's was a little better. Scary had like at least the billboard outside and it like had the S written on it. And then Horace yeah, the Blumhouse. I just did had like the, that. the movie title basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this one you entered in literally from the Fast and Furious queue. So it was literally the wall of the Fast and Furious line and they put the projection of Blumhouse. Right. And then. So that one, yeah. F- Scary has the facade. Um, Story wise, again, if you if you did not know HHN, like people like us know HHN, you weren't gonna understand. Welcome to Scary, right? You weren't gonna get it. Meanwhile, for Horrors of Blumhouse, most people have seen those movies, and mm-hmm. you understood immediately like what's going on. Okay, so let's talk about scares. Which house were you more scared in? Probably Horrors of Blumhouse, which I would not have ever expected myself to say I that about so a Blumhouse too. house. So, well, that's another thing. Let's kind of, ex- so if you kind of expand on that, Welcome to Scary. When I heard that was coming, I was very excited. Mm-hmm. And then when I walked through it, I was like, yeah, it was okay. It was, it was kind of a lot. Yeah. Where was- Blumhouse, I was like, oh, another Blumhouse house. And right. then I went in and got my shit rocked. So like, <laughs> exactly. So I don't know. I mean, they're very different. Blumhouse had a comedy aspect and then it also had that um you know it was a good mix bone. it was a good mix of the scary and the funny which i think right. they did a good job doing the funny first and then the scary because you're like ha ha right. ha that was nothing and then whereas <laughs> right and then in welcome to scary we had you know such a mashup hr blood and guts we had meaties meats we had all of that but that house. was kind of like oh but the schoolhouse on fire yeah Damn. but I the, mm. one scene does not make a house no, but I love that scene. I know. But one scene doesn't make a house. I agree. There was a lot of scenes. Oh, but the, but in in the um the black phone, you just keep seeing the basement. But I think it was done well enough that it was still like it wasn't just the same yeah. scene over and over again. I, like there was one part that we went upstairs, we see the guys st- sitting on the chair. We do see I agree. Um, we see the when the van at the beginning where he first co- comes out with the balloons. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like they and even freaky had some really fun scares honestly yeah. i think you're i think it is gonna go to blumhouse yeah i think yeah Sorry. blumhouse just in terms of hype versus how i felt after it was executed mm-hmm. it was kind of like i think you know i just think blumhouse was better yeah all right so our next two are also unique locations that were not used between the two years um for Age of Gen 30 in Shrek Theater, we had Case Files Unearthed, Legendary Truth. And then for Age of Gen 31 in Soundstage 22, we had Spirits of the Coven. Mm. Mm. I might be biased, but I really loved Case Files Unearthed, Legendary Truth. Yeah. It, I was <laughs> I was making that sound mostly because I'm just still dis- disappointed in Spirits. Yeah. Um, yeah, for Case Files on Earth, it was, again, another, like, anniversary house, I guess you can say, because we had Boris, and we had him going after the cases and all that. But right. I feel like even without knowing HHN, you were understanding what was going on. Like, 
And it was still a fun house. There was multiple sets. Yeah. I mean, you were in a different scene. The life singer. every time. The life singer in the yes. kitty cat club. The character design was very diverse. The mm-hmm. stories were diverse, but it tied in together very, very well. Agreed. Um, Spirits of the Coven, it was basically the same. You're in the bar, you're in the speakeasy, and then you're underground. underground. Somehow you got underground. Now they're ugly. I don't know how. Yeah. I, I I think case files, I mean, you know, facade wise, didn't really did case files even have a facade? I don't think so. I think you walked right into his office. I think you walked into his office, yeah. Well, spirits did have a facade, so I will give it that. Yeah, it was a, a smaller facade that you're walking into the bar. <laughs> but mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, it had a facade. Woohoo. <laughs> yeah. I, case feel, I don't want to beat a dead stronger house. Yeah. I don't want to beat a dead horse and keep talking about spirits of the coven. Um yeah. I'm gonna give no, it I agree. I'm gonna give it to, to case to files. Case files. Yeah. I agree. Um Last, all right last well this is a it's gonna be easy for me i feel like i have different opinions than other people um me too but no i honestly okay go ahead i'll just let you read them so this is sprung tent two for hhn 30 we have wicked growth throne of the pumpkin for hhn 31 we have bugs eaten alive bugs was a good house it was very very hyped Twas a it house. kind of fell flat for me for a scary house it was fun campy house it did the job it was the campy house of the year and it was fun it was a good time going through it you see all the i I I was cracking up the entire time okay i really remember them being like oh bugs like it's so bad like you're gonna have to use like chicken out and they were saying that people were fucking exiting the house i'm like okay if you actually had to leave the house please let us know because i have not heard of anyone actually having to leave the house like midway through but if i'm wrong please let me know but it was not yes if you're scared of bugs this was gonna get you because all it was is fucking bugs everywhere and but if you love bugs like a lot of people do this yeah. house was like fun yeah like, it i was don't cute i don't mind bugs i don't mind bugs yeah, at all me so it, i was cracking up the, like literally okay even like the scares were like the the cock the giant cockroach popped out nowhere i was cracking the hell up i'm like this is hilarious yeah. so like even if you talk about the facade for bugs eating alive we just got the buzz the bizcon the poster and it had the um exterminator and it had you know it was like a convention. Um, but Wicked Growth, we had all of the pumpkins. We had... Oh, fac- I mean, if it was just through, facade, Wicked Growth would win everything. Because that facade... But Wicked Growth, in terms of character, set design, scares, story, everything, it, it literally was spot on in every aspect. Yeah. It was, it was everything I wanted. And we loved <laughs> it so much that they brought bits and pieces of it. Yeah. completely to 31 little like boo we was drowning in... in wicked growth little boo was everywhere Thanks. pumpkin lord was like almost basically the icon He's... for the year i mean the annual pass holder shirt was literally the pumpkin lord yep he had his own screamer like it was he was he was the moment he he was it was his yeah yeah he was the it girl of hhn 31 exactly so yeah so wicked growth wicked growth um okay um all right same so thing that... as last time has happened again it split right oh. down the middle five and five for 30 and 31 so what's gonna make or break these events is gonna be the scare zones and the food and beverage okay so if we had like between 30 and 31 just like an ultimate lineup at sprung tent one we have puppet theater captive audience at 
the parade warehouse universal monsters legends collide at the new parade warehouse the weekend after hours nightmare soundstage 23 bride of frankenstein lives soundstage 23 other side we have texas chainsaw massacre um dead man's pier at 24 with chubacabra again um we have horrors of blumhouse back and then up at the front trek theater case files unearthed and sprung tent to wicked growth that sounds like a solid i would like this solid year i would like this event yeah can you imagine having uh bride and legends in the same year and dead man's pier and the weekend and texas chainsaw it's, and wicked growth it's like solid that is solid. solid. I, I think our choices are solid so yeah uh back to the next part we're gonna um, go through the scare zones by location which i think we can go through these pretty quickly i think yeah the houses are pretty much more in depth but these are pretty yeah i like yes or no i Um, think so for plaza of the stars which is that first one you see right when you come in for 30 weeks illumination avenue now shut up i hate it (laughs) i hate it um for 30 we have 30 years 30 years 30 fears Mm -hmm. and for 31 we have horrors of halloween so what are your first thoughts on this because to me i can pick one right away Oh, I can too. Um, I'm horror of Halloween. Horror of Halloween, yeah. At least and we had the, the pumpkin pumpkins. lord, <laughs> the pumpkins on the trust, and at least we had the pumpkin lord, and the, at least there was some substance yeah. in there. It was, and I'm sad because thirty years, thirty fears. I was very excited for, and I did love it. Um, but I really thought we were gonna get the icons in the scare zone, and instead we just got the big billboards of the icons, it, which were great for pictures. But not for a scare zone. I understand why they did that though, because if you can you imagine if they put the fucking icons in there, it would have been a clusterfuck. Oh, yeah. But I feel like the characters we did get were throwback, yeah. but they weren't the ones I would have picked. Whereas yeah. Horrors of Halloween was kind of more of a sprinkle of all of the things that we saw in 31 in the different scare zones. Right. Which is great because the overall theme for that was basically every day is Halloween, like Halloween everything. And it was, you know, the pieces of that at the front was really fun. And we also got the Pumpkin Lord. I wish they would have done a little bit better of a job with him. Yeah, I wish they didn't make him comedic with the farting and all that. Yeah. They kind of, they kind of, I don't know where they came up with that, but whatever. It's fine. I mean, yeah, it's (laughs) fine. I was so glad to see him and I absolutely loved the pumpkins up on the truss. Yeah. Yeah. That was my favorite thing. Yeah. The all right yeah the our next, next one's two, pretty easy too yeah i think, I think so too hhn 30 we had seek and destroy in new york um and then for 31 in the same location we had sweet revenge huh. i mean seek and destroy it's kind of funny because at first we thought oh this is gonna be a metallica scare zone because it's called seek and destroy and then really it was just kind of like these guys in these like army spacesuits. Yeah. So like, everywhere. When they first the controller was cool. When they first opened, it was just those guys in spacesuits basically looking for people. And then they got enough feedback and they added victims in because it was just not enough with the right with the seekers, I guess. But sweet revenge. Amazing. 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 We had the the whole ass parade floats. That alone. Just the parade I was floats. Like, when they rolled that shit out, I'll make forget it. <laughs> We had, it was, it literally looked like a little old Halloween Town carnival, almost. Like, you had the little booth with the tractor crash into it. The character design was amazing. There were so many unique characters where in Seek and Destroy, it was just, I really liked the concept of it. I feel like there wasn't a whole lot of uniqueness in terms of the different characters we saw in the zone. 
Um, the show was kind of cool. I feel like the shows for both were about the same. I think I participated in the Seek and Destroy show more, like yeah. would watch it and do it. In Sweet, Re- Sweet Revenge, it was just the music was so fun. Sweet Revenge like, was just the whole vibe. It was a whole vibe. It really was. And with the tribute store there and the little backstory that we got to Sweet Revenge on the podcast about the candy, it mm. was I really loved Sweet Revenge. Yeah. I'm going to give it to Sweet Revenge. I had already given it Sweet Revenge, so. <laughs> All right. Our so, next two. Go ahead. For Central Park, we have the Gorewood Forest for 30. And for 31, we have Scarecrow Cursed Soil. Um, to, Gerwood, to be honest, they're similar. They are similar, but Gorewood Forest, it was just... When I heard the Tarot Queen was coming back, I was so excited because I never got to see her. And I love her story and I love her essentially and i was just very mm-hmm. disappointed in the scare zone yeah like i, I was agree. like this is it this is the big yeah the big 15 years we waited for her to come back and this is it i know and that's all we got i i really wish they would have given her a house or done something like that but it was like i don't know i was really expecting something different with gortward forest yeah and they killed eel mouth yeah, Which I, I was not expecting. I know. And we didn't get the bike. We got the sounds of the bike. We hear the engine revving, but we don't mm-hmm. fucking see the bike. And I'm like, oh. yeah, well, it was it's, you know, Central Park in general is a crowded zone. It's very tight, very condensed. So it is tough to see what they can do with it. But other than that little stage at the front with the Terra Queen, that was it. I that was really all I cared to see Um, in Scarecrow Curse Soil, however, they we had the basically the entrance to the zone was the barn. Right. And I know the barn we thought there was gonna be more because they literally said prior to the event they're like oh well if you have you don't want to go in a house you can walk through the barn and it's almost like walking through a house so i thought it was going to be more of an enclosure over the zone um it wasn't Mm -hmm. which is okay but we still had the truck and the barn and they utilized um what's the word height they they added the platforms which i really like yes now that dig like during when we while, while we had ghoulish for that short period of time like they did they couldn't be up on those platforms because of the projections but it was still mm-hmm. I, don't know, I didn't notice until someone pointed it out to me that, no me either so. but i but right but the the whole feel of scarecrow cursed soil kind of felt a little bit like um twisted tradition oh, okay i mean so scarecrow cursed soil kind of gave me that feeling that like twisted tradition did back there and twisted tradition was like one of my favorite scare zones there ever because ever because they had the church and i think they kind of took that idea and just kind of like did it with scarecrows but we also had the character we had the corn character we had like the pig guy i really liked how they did scarecrow cursed soil and i think i liked it better i did too i get it gorewood forest which is sad scarecrow Mm -hmm. all right well this one's kind of tough too um i'll read this one so for hhn 30 we're gonna go over to hollywood we had lights camera action eddie's revenge and for 31 we had graveyard deadly unrest and these are both very different scare zones yeah so for eddie's revenge um i will say the coolest thing was that he was there and then jack would sometimes join him and that one time chance joined them yeah it was a cool scare zone like especially for an anniversary year it really felt like an anniversary scare zone we had the aliens from invasion we had treaks and foons we had um a couple other ones that i i can't think of right now but i remember i was like oh man's wharf was there yeah but i mean graveyard deadly unrest that scare zone gave me a feeling that no scare zone ever has given it was beautiful it was scary it was creepy it was romantic so too it was i wanted 
I literally had Alex like troll me there one night and give me a kiss there because I'm like this this is fantastic I love it <laughs> um I mean and then even like death and sleep like the narration in that zone it was just so well done mm-hmm. and the, the lighting story. effects it was it was all there and the tr- I really liked the triggers like it sound I don't know we just like long walks through graveyards okay we do, we do. that's just our thing <laughs> I, I enjoy I, long graveyard- romantic walks through graveyards yeah exactly graveyard deadly unrest was just like even okay i love that scare zone so much that when they brought those little sets back for cursed coconut club for mardi gras i was like oh it's so pretty bring it back the branches and the characters i mean everything in lights camera action we had seen before and it had come back where graveyard deadly unrest was very unique yeah for if you want to talk about scares, it's not even deeper. Like, I wasn't scared in Eddie's Revenge. I was more like, oh, there's so-and-so again. Like, it was fun. There's Eddie. There's Jack sometimes. There's Jack. There's Chance sometimes. There's Invasion. Mm-hmm. You know, it was just nice seeing them again. Meanwhile, in Deadly on- in Graveyard, it was like there were, like, a few scares coming out. And, like, the backpack skeleton and, like, just yeah. like, the ghost coming and out. The fog. And the there fog. There was so much fog. And the characters in that zone utilized it to their advantage very well because right. a lot of times they would get me and I wouldn't even see them coming or they they saw me before I saw them. Right. So I have to give it to Graveyard. I agree. And then we'll do the last one. Um, Is this you or me? I think it's you. Um. Okay. So for the San Francisco area for HHN 30, we have Crypt TV. For HHN 31, we have Conjure the Dark. This one's pretty easy for me, too. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't say either one of them are my favorite. No. But I liked Conjure the Dark better. I yeah. feel like it felt like a more cohesive zone. It had the little show. Um, the, the makeup and the costume design was fantastic. Yeah. It was. In Conjure the Dark. So for Conjure the Dark, the way, the reason I'm giving it to it is one, it didn't have that bottleneck situation and that, that crowd situation that Crypt TV had. Like you couldn't go through Crypt TV at all. And Crypt TV, it felt very much like Here's Off did. Yeah. It was like, here's this and here's that. And that's what you're getting. They were just little stages, but they didn't feel like, it didn't feel like a zone. It felt like exhibits. Whereas Conjure the Dark felt like a whole cohesive vibe. Mm-hmm. The music and the sets and the makeup and the costumes and the show, it all fit together really well. And I feel like a lot of people, you know, in terms of the scare zones rank Conjure the Dark a little bit lower. But if you look at what it was up against... Like, Conjure the Dark any other year would have been, like, a top two scare zone, I think. Yeah. But it was just such a strong year. I mean, okay, so here right now, we're giving it to Conjure the Dark. HHN 31 won all five scare zones. Yep, swept. Literally swept. Scare zones for 30 were really not that great. No. But also, 31, they fit the vibe. They were all, like, our traditional Halloween. We all love Halloween. I say that all the time. If we're going to HHN, us HHN people love Halloween. That's why we're here. Mm-hmm. We love to be scared. We love classic Halloween. So they took kind of four, five different aspects of Halloween and put them into scare zones, and we loved it. Yeah. So 31, I think, wins scare zones. It won all five. Yeah. Um. Okay, so food and beverage. Uh. Here we are again. <laughs> um. Down to the last of it. Um. HHN 30 had a lot of food that tied into the houses so we had some icons food right some icons we had some hill house foods we had some texas chainsaw foods um it didn't really hit the mark as much as i wanted it to some of the food was really good don't get me wrong um 
the Hill House, they had all those grilled cheeses. Those were fantastic. The jalapeno bacon grilled cheese is the best grilled cheese I've ever had in my whole life. <laughs> ever. Um, but other than that, I remember Texas Chainsaw, they had like a little barbecue stand. Mm-hmm. And it was like, the portions were very, very small. Like, it looked like you were getting a platter. And it, you literally got like a single pickle, a one like rib. a pickle slice. <laughs> one, one rib. rib. A, a piece of bread like not even toast like bread like a slice right. of bread which i understand like it is still a theme park and like, you have to like feed a mm-hmm. bunch of people and you have to keep the price relatively low for these little stands but like if you're if you're gonna yeah. offer that i'd rather you just not offer it and offer something right. else right um for 30 we did get some really cool blinky cups though we got they were like old um references we did get multiple mm-hmm. um to old hhn kind of i don't want to say art but like the posters so like the one with the mummy on the front we got yeah um there was a and then i think we got the jack one as well so there was a couple different blinky cups the drinks were nothing really crazy um we did have i liked box slime i loved box slime which i know a lot of people didn't because of the matcha but i like matcha so i see why i loved it if you don't like matcha i can see why you don't like it but box slime and ghoul juice they both made a return for 31 so obviously they're good Mm -hmm. enough that they're like we got to sell this shit again and i right i like both of those enough to have them repeat so yeah i was fine with and we it. also got that poison tea party from hill house right it was like, i think it was a gin drink which i liked gin, yeah which I, I didn't like i loved gold juice i hated poison tea party but nikki loved poison i tea love party. poison tea party um we also had like a uh whiskey and coke like uh, i don't know it was that like one was a okay. basic, yeah basically a jack and coke basically. the spicy margarita ruined my whole night because yeah. it was too spicy and then i got acid reflux yeah. that was my own fault but i didn't realize there was literally like chili like pepper flakes in it mm-hmm. um okay and then this was also the first year we got the no chance in hell pb and j which is one of my favorite foods at hhn ever right everyone goes crazy for the no chance in hell pb and j which so, essentially they're yeah. just um uncrustables deep fried <laughs> yep and i make them at home yeah. because they were so good um okay but i mean you know pretty overall we did have a lot of choices compared to 28 and 29 we definitely had oh yeah like this is when you see the food choices start to flourish choices yeah uh but if we want to look at 31 yeah 31 um, we had like because for 31 we only got two i believe yeah i didn't see i think it was just two different ones which they were available throughout the entire event but they mm-hmm. also had a souvenir cup from the mexican food um stand which was like a skull which came with the uh burning skull drink which yeah was like its own that was cool that was pretty cool and also in that same stand there was a deal that was with those popcorn bucket and, and specialty popcorn which i thought was also people loved that yeah there was the pepperoni um, pizza skulls people mm-hmm. went crazy for the reuben fries that again people went absolutely crazy for the petrified rat tails oh my god delicious um and the yeah, chicken offals those fried mm-hmm. zombie brains hello those were my favorite because they were actually i think a vegan i know they were at least vegetarian yeah. i think they were a vegan option and they were so good yeah like genuinely so good and it was i don't know there was so many different like food options that kind of tied into the food theme but a lot of the food booths too were themed around the like every day is halloween classic halloween carnival foods, right and it was so fun right you had the fried oreos going on again which mm. those usually come um drink wise you remember hold on the pb and j the fried pb and j when that first okay at 30 it was like seven dollars and then at 31 the like the food menu came out and people were like it's 14 dollars now for an incrustable and then people complained so much that they changed 
changed it like before opening night. I think it or was maybe the sign was wrong. I think or the something. sign was wrong because I feel like they know that fourteen fourteen dollars, sir. No like, one's gonna pay that shit. But if we're gonna talk about like value, drink. Yeah, the Conjure the Dark Bar, where you can get a double of whatever liquor and a mix, whatever mixer you want, and it's thirteen dollars mm-hmm. refill for your Blinky Cup amazing yeah. well, not only that i mean how many different drinks there was so many drinks i mean drinks that were brought back from the previous yeah. year we had gold juice bog slime too, too. The and then the the weekend drink save, save your, your tears, tears. delicious so electric death which was like a gin tiki drink mm-hmm. the drinks i think for 31 were better i think so too because they they really for 31 took the things that we liked at 30 brought them back or improved on them or did whatever was needed but then added more we had more food choices there were so many refill blinky cup drink options i didn't even get to try them all I did, yeah they I had didn't bloody either. mary's they had everything i think they had the shirley temple was that was a whole nother drink like a spiked shirley temple mm-hmm. that was like um, themed after a dirty valentine for Chucky. yeah and then even the chucky food like <laughs> I it, it was good. There was so many choices. I mean, the food trucks were the choices were endless. Yeah, there were so many choices at thirty one. I really think if you put thirty and thirty one against each other, that thirty one wins for food and drinks. I agree. Just the conjure the dark bar. What was a winner? Puts it me. over the top. Puts it over the but top. But even the food, even the food, we like, even got there was such meat. variety. The meaty meats meat locker food. Oh yeah, that like was a the whole experience. Treats almost. It was like gummies. Yeah, it was a whole oh, experience yeah. too. Like you get to walk into Sting Alley. You get to like. I agree. Yeah, I think thirty. Oh my gosh, and the the maggot corn dog mm-hmm. that was so good. Yeah, just so many choices, much more than I think we've ever gotten. Yeah, so I think thirty one takes it. All right, I think that's. Uh, it looks like between the two, we tied for houses, but scare zones and food, 31 won both. Honestly, I'm not too surprised. Again, like- I'm not either because here it comes down to the overall theming of the event. Yeah. Like 31 had the everyday as Halloween theme, whereas 30 was kind of just like anniversary or everything. Exactly. But 31 was just. Everyone loves a classic <laughs> Halloween. That's the yeah i agree and the food was great the drinks were great and it's really you know here we are again the main difference between 28 and 29 was the food and drinks and the scare zones as well right so we really it's very interesting to see you know most of the time we just talk 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 about houses but really in the end it's scare zones it's the scare zones and the food that ultimately make the event um over the edge because yep if you just had the houses you wouldn't really like just the houses that's it that's all the event was the ambiance it wouldn't be there but when you add in the food you add in the scare zones it just adds to the event like you're at it well right and think about too sometimes when people only go for one night you know that's what they're gonna get they're not gonna get all the houses maybe they only get half the houses and a, a majority of the scare zones but the food and drinks do play into it as well so you know, it's really interesting to see how these things affect the event as an overall. But I think I agree. I think 31 was a little bit better. Yeah. I would- All right. Yeah. I think that ties up our 30-31 um, kind of review and comparison. Overall, um, it took us quite a while to go through the houses, but scare zones and food were pretty immediate. Yeah. I think you 
you remember the food and drinks I remember mm-hmm. the food and drinks I'm a big foodie so like I know when yeah the food is good and again and we love our blinky cups we love our blinky cups if you didn't get, <laughs> if you didn't get a koozie from us from spooky empire or from our giveaway that's really sad because you can definitely use that koozie for your blinky cups yeah who knows maybe if you see us around the park someday you might be able to get yourself one mm-hmm but I think that's all we have for this week. Hopefully in the next upcoming weeks, we you will hear from us soon, hopefully with an announcement. Um, if not, we have lots of other fun stuff to talk about. I mean, we're getting closer and closer. We're under 100 days to the event, um, officially under 99 days too. I mean, Woo-hoo! it's just going to get less and less. So the event's getting closer and closer and hopefully we'll hear some more stuff soon. Yeah. But until next week, thanks for listening. This is Allie. I'm Nikki. Bye. Bye. Bye.